everybody, Ron Russell right here from PTC Ministries. Won't you come go with us today as we get into the Word? I believe the Lord is going to speak to your heart, and I'll come back and greet you at the end. Tonight, I'm also honored to have a dear friend with us, and that is Sister Vonda. She needs no introduction tonight. However, I am going to take just a moment, and I'm going to honor her tonight, and uh, just say thank you. She's been a dear friend to our family. She was raised up with all of my siblings. And uh, they're just a tad bit more seasoned than I am. We won't say old. That would be offensive. But Vonda's just been one of us. And you know, every time that our family has went through something, she's always been more than willing and desiring to be there with us in those hard moments and I'm so grateful for that friendship and so grateful for her heart for people not just in this city but also just because of the simple fact that she has captured I believe the heart of God when it comes to understanding that the harvest is not in one spot, but it is a world. And I'm thankful for what God is doing in her ministry at this time and how God is using her to bring not just ladies, but ministries together across this nation. And I believe it's still in its infancy after all these years. I still think it's in its infancy. And I believe that it's never been more important for us to hold each other's hands up and honor and encourage. And uh, tonight, I am, uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that she's with us tonight. And I know she's a hometown girl, but I will say this, she carries a unique anointing, and I honor that tonight. And one of the reasons why she's in this house tonight is the simple fact is this, is that I will always, and please, if you're in ministry in any capacity at all, here's what I will say to you. Learn from individuals that conduct themselves in a biblical manner. One of the reasons that she's going to be standing on this platform tonight is because I have always witnessed her honor those that was before her. And I honor her for honoring them. I honor her for honoring my mother and my father. So today, I want you to just make welcome right now this woman of God that we're blessed to have. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He is worthy of our praise tonight. I said he is worthy of our praise tonight in this house. I give God all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. And I thank you so much tonight. And I thank you, Pastor Ronnie that you have the confidence in my life to ask me to be a part of it. But I say tonight, let's stand and give the man of God of this house an honorable hand clap and praise. Pastor Ronnie Russell, amen, who stood the test, who's walked through the fire and has not burned him, went through the water and it did not overflow him. How many knows? that it takes something to stand in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
I'm just blessed tonight to be here. And I want Sister Emma just to testify a little bit because she's a new woman tonight. Amen. Just testify, honey. had looked up at me and she was like you need to come pray and I was like no it's okay I don't need to leave the piano um but I did and Pastor Jay took over and the Lord just worked through Sister Vonda and all the other women in the church just lift me up and encourage me and we made eye contact when I was singing I thank God tonight because the words are so true that he picked me up he turned me around and he, faced my, he placed my feet on solid ground. And I'm thankful tonight for his joy. I'm thankful that when you're struggling, he can be your strength. Hallelujah. You know, I saw the joy of the Lord come back in her face last night when we prayed for her. And I thought, you know, God, how many times do we come to church and we go in and out and we're the same, Gavin? We carry the same burden, the same load. But I'm telling you, God wants to lift us up. He's the lifter of our head tonight. And it's not His will that we go around with our head bowed down low. The Bible said that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. And I want the joy of the Lord to be in my life. Hallelujah. I just thank Him for what I feel in here the last two days. Ronnie, Pastor Ronnie preached such an outstanding message on Sunday morning on he can, he can, he can, and I did. And I've thought of that so much when I've just, you know, been thinking on the Word and thinking on the Spirit of the Lord and stuff. And I just thought about that, and I thought, you know, he did it for us. He did everything he did for you and me. You sitting here in the seat tonight, he did it for us. And if he can, we can. He said, because I live, you can live also. And I'm so thankful tonight that he did, aren't you? I'm so thankful tonight. And I pray to God, church, that we wake up. I pray to God that the church wakes up. And that we don't sit around asleep. We need a move of God. We need a move of God in our land. We need a move of God in our nation. And every week when we come together and pray on Tuesday nights, we begin our prayer by repenting and crying out to God. He's not talking to the world to repent. When he speaks that in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, he's talking to the church. He said, if my people, that's not my message, I'm just testifying. But he said, if my people who are called by my name, that's us, that's me and you, and if we will clean up our lives and we will get our lives so clean, I'm talking squeaky clean, living the best that you can live. That's when the power of God will move in the services. That's when the anointing of God will come upon us and rest upon our head. David knew when he sinned. He knew when he made a mistake. The anointing of God left him. But oh, when he came back and he began to cry out to God and fall on his face and repent of his sin, he said, oh, God created me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit. Oh, he knew when that joy had left him. You know when something's not right in your life. You don't have the joy that you used to have. But I come to lift you up tonight. I come to encourage the body of Christ that we can have that joy. We can live in that joy. We can walk in that joy. 
is with you. I said, God is with you. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And he'll go with us all the way to the end of this world. And I'm excited tonight about serving the Lord. I'm excited about what God is doing. The next few days, we'll be having a service at the Roberts, uh, John Miller Building in Roberts Park. Invite somebody to come. I talked to Pastor Alan Bryant today, who's bringing up Brother Lahan, uh, picking him up at the airport on Friday night. Pray for him. He's 83 years old, walking in a supernatural anointing right now for the end time move of God. And he's coming to our city. I don't know what God is going to do, but I know that God has called him to come here. It's no light thing. It's no Vonda thing. It's a God thing. Amen. I said it's a God thing. It's about God. And those that you've been in service with him know who he is and the anointing that he possesses. He carries a little red Bible. He walks around and he just totally obeys the spirit of the Lord. I've been with him in service. He will stop the service if the Lord is wanting to shift it. He will get up if it's, if it's one song and the Holy Ghost is on him and he says, I'm ready, we're ready. Amen. So pray for Brother Lahan. I know that God is going to use him. He feels led to do an impartation service. And like Pastor Ronnie was talking about him on Sunday morning, he is a mentor to Perry Stone. Uh, he has mentored Kevin Wallace and he has mentored Jim Rayleigh, some of the mighty men of God in this hour that God is raising up for this last day in this last hour. So pray for, he's a general and I'm just excited and PTC will be doing the music on Saturday night and Brother Gavin and them will be doing it on Friday night. So just invite somebody. We can seat 235 people. That's all we can seat. So if the Lord fills the house, <laughs> they'll either be standing outside or in the hallway. I think we can put them in the hallway and not get in trouble. But I praise God for this hour, don't you? Amen. I have a word tonight. I always say I've wallered this. Has anybody ever heard that saying before? It's a Kentucky saying, I've wallered this. And I've wallered this and I've prayed over it. But the last week, the Holy Ghost spoke that to me. And I just knew it was something that the Lord wanted me to dig out and expound on. And, you know, we talk so much about the week, the Holy Week of God. We talk so much about uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But I come to tell you tonight that there's something that happened after that. Look at your neighbor and say, after that, after that. That's my message tonight is after that. How many knows that when Jesus went to hell, he took the keys? He took the keys so that you and I could live freely. But when he come up out of there, hallelujah, he come up with demonstration and power in the name of the Lord. And after that, he never ascended straight to heaven. We worship God on Jesus on Sunday morning on Resurrection Sunday and then we go on about our business and kind of forgetting about what happened after that. But there's something that happened after that. Amen. So I want to expound on that tonight. After that, he arose from the grave. There were happenings of Jesus on the earth. We know that he had told the disciples to go to the upper room and wait until they be endued with power from on high. But when he, before he did that, the Bible says in Mark chapter 16, beginning with verse 9, now when Jesus was risen early, 
this, the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom that he cast out seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they that went had heard that he was alive and had seen of her, but they believed not. And after that, he appeared into another form and two of them. And as they walked and went into the country and they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they of them. But after that, he appeared unto the eleven, and they set at meat, and they unbraided them with their unbelief and the hardness of the heart. What does it take to get people to believe? Amen? Because they believed not of them which was seen, seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world. He began to give them a commission after that he had seen them. And preach the gospel to every creature. Let me tell you something. There's always somebody that wants to hear about the goodness of God. There's always somebody. And he that believeth is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after that, the Lord had spoken to them, and he was received up in heaven, and he sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth, and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs, wonders, and miracles. Look at your neighbor and say, and after that. He appeared to Peter early in the midday in the evening. He appeared to Peter. How many knows that there was always an after that? He didn't ascend right up to heaven. After that, he went and visited the disciples on the Emmaus Walk. And after that, he went and visited Peter. And Peter was out on the boat and he was fishing. And the Bible said when Jesus came to him that he was naked. He knew that he was naked. The Spirit of the Lord revealed to him that he was naked. After that, he grabbed him a coat and he put the coat on. And after that, Jesus was over there frying fish in a pan and he came and eat fish and sat down and ate with them after that there was happenings that happened after Jesus was crucified the Bible tells us that he walked upon this earth for 40 days I don't believe that Jesus went around sitting around, propping his feet up on a, on a footstool and doing nothing. I believe that while he was here for 40 days that he was busy doing something. And he visited the disciples after that. And the 11 disciples that, he, that, that were with him and that they doubted and doubting Thomas was with him. After that, he was able to walk through the wall. And he looked at Thomas and he said, look, feel of my side, touch my hands. All of this were happenings after that. After that. Look at your neighbor and say, after that. And the disciples begin to cry out. And they said this, Did not our hearts burn within us while he yet talked with us by the way? And while he opened to us the holy scriptures? When you've been in the presence of God Almighty, your heart will burn. 
Your insides will burn. You will cry out for more of Jesus. They're saying why he made himself real to us. Did not our hearts burn within us? I'm telling you tonight that the church needs to get a burning of their hearts within them again. And they spoke to Jesus. We're going somewhere. Himself and he stood in the midst with them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Because they were terrified and they were afraid. Let me tell you something. If you ever get in the presence of God Almighty. I'm talking about in a closeness with God. It happens in the spirit realm. When your spirit man touches heaven and heaven touches you. There will be a fear of God that comes upon you when you're in the presence of the Almighty. I remember Pastor Janice Claypool telling me out of an event that the women in their church, they pray every Thursday night. They pray religiously every Thursday. One Thursday night, they were in the house and they were praying. And all of a sudden, the prayer leader said, Janice, you got to come out here. Pastor Janice, you got to come out here. She walked out there and she looked up in her balcony in her church, Pastor Ronnie, and the glory of God was in that church. And she saw the angel of the Lord. Jesus himself was standing up there. And she said, the presence of God was upon her so strong that she fell back in the sea and there wasn't anything that she had power to do all she could do was cry out woe unto me he said to them he was with them and he and he ministered to them but I want to tell you tonight he's not dead he's alive because there was a continuous after that I looked up and there was at least 10 countings of Jesus appearing to people. After that, after that, when he appears to you, you will know him better than you've ever known him before. There was at least 500 believers at one time that were still alive when Paul wrote this epistle. James and 72 apostles also had an encounter with him. There is a distinction between Jesus appearing to the 12 and his appearing to all the apostles because there is a difference. Come on, somebody. When you get an experience with God yourself, it is not like an experience that anybody else has. That is experience between you and God. And God was visiting the apostles in different ways and pouring into them. When he met Peter in the book of John and he come up on the shore, he had an encounter with Peter. He said, Peter, feed my sheep. Over and over, he began to tell Peter, feed my sheep. I'm telling you, there's people in this house tonight that need an encounter with God that you're not going to be able to stay the same way that you've always been but it's going to be an after that experience we're going somewhere tonight after you've been in the presence of the most high God you won't care about anything else you won't care about what people think about you you'll say I've been with the Lord there's a difference when you're with him and when you're not with him but people People can tell when they're around you if you've been in a place with God. Oh, yeah. Come on. We're going to preach tonight. Hallelujah. And then he said, recalling these 
This was Peter meeting with the seven disciples near the shore of Galilee, which I was talking about. Then he gathered the great commission. He gathered them together. He said, is it possible that this meeting is the same meeting that he had with the 500 believers? And I come to tell you tonight, this experience in your life is not going to stay the same. Whoo! Crystal come and prayed for me Sunday morning. She said, you got a word from heaven. You don't know how it's going to go. But I'm telling you tonight, there's an experience coming to you like you ain't never seen before. God's getting ready to do something. Hallelujah. Like you ain't never seen before. Because when Mary, when he come to Mary and he tapped her and he said, it's, it's me, it's Jesus. When she heard his voice, she knew it was the master. I'm telling you, some of you need to hear the voice of the almighty God. Because when he speaks to you, there will be a change in your life. And when she met him in the garden, she heard his voice and he spoke to her and he said, Ravioni, she spoke to him and said, Ravioni, I. Oh, I'm telling you tonight, there's an after that that you can experience that you do not have to stay the same way that you are. Thank you, Pastor. We're going somewhere. John 21, 25, he said, listen what they said. And there are also many other things that Jesus did. That if they should be written, everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that it should be written in. There was so much done that Jesus did in those 40 days that he walked the earth. He did not sleep. He did not need to sleep. He was God in the flesh. He was Emmanuel with us. He don't sleep tonight. He's concerned about everyone in this house. He's concerned about your needs. He's concerned about your sickness. He's concerned about your finances. He's concerned about everything. He is not asleep. Then this is what happened. This is where I want to get. Had to lay a foundation there. Forty days he walked on the earth. And then in the book of Acts, verse chapter 1, verse 2, it said, Until the day in which he was taken up. Look at your neighbor and say, he was taken up. But the Bible says, after that, after that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. To them he showed himself alive after his passion by the infallible proofs. Can I tell you today, there are written proofs about who he is. I don't need nobody to tell me, Marcia, who he is. I had an experience with him 34 years ago. He picked me up. He turned me around. He set my feet on solid ground. I don't need nobody else to tell me who who he is because I met the master. After being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart to, from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise. And the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized you with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. 
I don't know how, Pastor Ronnie, that people can say that the Holy Ghost has been done away with. He is in me. Is he in you tonight? It's not about the word Pentecostal. It's about Pentecost. That is endued with power from on high. That is fire of God within you. You know what John the Baptist said? I was reading this this morning early. I think it's in Matthew chapter 3 verse 8. John the Baptist was trying to tell the people. He said, I'm going to baptize you with water. He said, but there's coming one after me who is mightier than I, whose shoes that I'm unworthy to unloose. He will baptize you with the fire and the Holy Ghost. How can you deny the power of God when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is real? We're still going somewhere. When they were therefore come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. You know what I think we need to do, church? I think we need to quit questioning when is he coming. We just need to understand that he is coming. We just need to understand that we need to be ready. We need to be ye always ready. It doesn't matter what day or what hour that he comes. It's if you are ready when he comes. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm about to feel something in here tonight. Are you ready if he comes today? I think I will. Are you ready? Are you ready? Should he split the sky? Are we ready? Do we have our garments washed spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you ready? I'm ready tonight. Oh, come on, somebody. He said unto them, you do not need to know this. Let's quit worrying about it and let's get on fire for God. Let's start a fire for God. You know, I want to talk about Willie and I want to talk about Louise and I want to lift them up and I want to exalt their name because they live the life, Marcella. They walk the life. But I was thinking, Ronnie, when I was praying over this and the after that effect, after that, they're gone. <laughs> they can't come back here, but we can go to them. <laughs> but I think, you know, Willie was a good preacher and Louise was a wonderful exhorter and could have been a preacher and she was a she was a mighty woman of God and I remember uh, Gloria she would start in the back and shout and the next thing you know she'd be at the front end shouting all over the floor and I think what has happened to us what has happened to us church where's our fire what moved them should move us And I thought, you know what? In a few weeks, Ronnie, when the weather warms up, we ask for your permission. We want to come and pray. And I want to put my knees where Willie put his knees. I want to go out there in that ground that's hard as a rock where Willie Russell laid his legs in that place. And I think about this morning. He didn't get the preacher from the preacher. 
He got the preacher being on his knees out there in the dirt. His life was a prayer life. It was a prayer life between him and God that he could actually say after that. I wonder how many in here tonight have a testimony about there after that. Don't get ahead of yourself. He said, but you shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto men both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. After that. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. If you think you can do this in yourself, you got another thing coming. Because you can't live it without the Spirit of God. You can't walk it without the Spirit of God. And if God don't come to us and help us, we can't make it without the Spirit of God. Oh, come on, somebody. Now, you may sit there and you say, that's a crazy title. That's a crazy title. I got a cheerleader. Hallelujah. Sister Brenda. And we honor her, and we honor her husband tonight. Faithful, faithful to our ministry. I think of him every day. But you think, strange is that message, because after that, Jesus went to the cross. He suffered for us. He took pain beyond our comprehension in his mind, in his body. Those thorns were laid upon his head for your depression for your anxiety, for your thought pattern, the pressure that was upon him. But after that, he got off of that cross. <laughs> he got up out of that grave after that. And he never, listen to me, we're going somewhere if I can just get there tonight. After that, he went through all of that. He had already prayed in the garden. They wouldn't stay with him for an hour. He was looking at him. He said, you can't stay with me just one hour. I don't know hardly anybody that prays an hour anymore. I don't know. But you know what? He didn't get mad. He didn't sit over against the wall and say, I'm not walking in that city. I'm not going after them people. They put me on the cross. They crucified me. They talked about me. They handed me a nasty sponge of vinegar and put it in my mouth. He never got puffed up. Come on, church, I'm talking to you for a minute. He never got mad. He never got mad at his friends. He never got mad at his neighbor. He rose up and he said, after that, God, what do you want me to do? <laughs> after that, I do that, God, what do you want me to do? Because he said, I can do nothing unless I see the Father do it. He can go nowhere unless God sent him. But after that, he walked into the disciples and showed them the way. After that, he walked upon the ocean and talked to Peter and them. After that, we got too many vain, puffed up people in the church that need to lay down everything inside of them and say, after this, I'm going over. After this trouble, it's only going to last a little while. After a while, it'll all be over. Amen. So you asked me after that, Vonda. Well, I'm glad you asked. Chapter 2, verse 12 says this. And they were all amazed and were in doubt and saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others said that they were mocking them, and these men are full of new wine. <laughs> 
But Peter, standing up with the eleven, he lifted up his voice and said to them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. Come on, somebody. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing that it's the third hour of the day. But this is that. You want to know what it is? Turn to verse 16 in chapter 2. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. I wonder how many in this house tonight is full of that. How many is full of that tonight? After that, the Holy Ghost came upon them. And Gavin, they were drunk, but not as you suppose. But they were drunk with the new wine. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my servants and my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. Then I will show you wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapors of smoke. And the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon and the blood before that great day, that notable day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass in that day that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Look at your neighbors say after that. After that, Acts chapter 15, verse 15 says, And to this agree the words of the prophet, prophets as it is written. After this, I will return. I will build again the tabernacle of David, which is fallen down. And I will build again the ruins thereof and set it up, that the residue... Of the men might seek after the Lord. And all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all things. I want to tell you tonight that I don't care. The Lord sent me here to tell you. I don't care what your battle is. I don't care what kind of trouble you may be walking through. I know that there's people in here, pastor, that are going through some dark things. I know that our friend is in the hospital. I got the text this afternoon. I know your heart is broken. I know that there are brokenness in here. But Jesus is here tonight. He's been in here since I was here Sunday morning. He's walking in the midst of us. And he cares about your situation. The Bible says that he's not slacking his promises concerning us as some men do slack. But he is faithful. See, God is faithful. What he's promised you, the Bible said he's able 
also to perform it. But the enemy wants you to shut down and let you think that there is no after that. Come on, I'm preaching better than just shouting. After all this life is over and my work on earth is finished, there's still an after that. Oh, I feel something. I could run in here tonight. You may be walking through the fire, but Jesus cares about your battle. Nobody else may not care, but I know a man who can, Terry. I know a man who can walk on the water. I know a man who can calm the raging sea. I know a man that can put you back together again. I know a man that holds all power in heaven and earth. I know a man that can speak to demons and demons have to flee. I know a man that can heal the blinded eyes. I know a man that can cleanse the leper. I know a man who can. Jade, why don't you get up there on that piano, brother? Give us a little bit of Holy Ghost music here. I know a man that can help us after COVID. I know that the devil thought that he was going to take us out. He's trying his best to silence the church. He's trying his best to put a gag order on you and me. He's trying his best. But I got news for him. After that, <laughs> after that, after I was healed, come on somebody. Has he healed anybody in here? Donna went to the ER, what was the night before last? Night before last. They wanted to send her to Richmond to do an MRI and she didn't want to go. They called her today, Pastor Ronnie, and told her she had had a heart attack. But where's she at tonight? After that. See, you know how you get the victory tonight? You know how you get the victory tonight? You walk through the fire. And the fire will not burn you. You walk through the water and it will not consume you. I'm talking about an after that. After your battle's over, you shall wear a crown. I'm talking to some people tonight that want to stay in the fight. That knows no matter what, there's an after that. There's an after that. There's an after that tonight. I'm going to tell you tonight, it's not over till God says it's over. And he hasn't said it's over yet. Ronnie, anytime you feel like jumping in here, no, I'm telling you, we used to have tag team preaching. We did. Now we think if that happens, there's something wrong with somebody. They're out of order. There used to be five preachers tonight that would get up and preach because after that, they were still walking. After that trouble, they were still holding on. See, I want, I want to talk to just a few people. See, I may not be talking to everybody in this house tonight, but I want to talk to a few people that's been through the battle.
get caught up out of it and said, I'm coming up out of these ashes. I'm not going to stay the same. You know, they sung, you can take me out to the graveyard. You can lay this body down. But on that resurrection morning, and just sit in the seat, you might as well hog tie me. Sometimes I had to quit sitting by my daughter because she says, shh, mom. Shh, mom, you're too loud. Shh. But I'm going to tell you something. He brought me out. He brought me through. And he's taking me over. Come on, somebody. After that, after that, after that, hey, shut down a mustache. After that, after that, after that, oh, somebody. See, you have to, you have to understand that you have the victory. You have the victory. You can walk out of this valley. You can choose to stay there if you want to. But God said, behold, I've given you the power to tread upon scorpions and serpents. And all the power the enemy is subject unto you. God said, what are you going to do after that? After the battle is over, are you going to get up? Are you going to get up? Are you going to get up? years I suffered with anxiety and depression and the enemy thought he would surely take me out I cried day and night I'd go to church nobody knew it unless I went up for prayer but I kept holding on Madison I kept digging a little deeper I got me an old hunt and peck typewriter we didn't have no computer back in 1992 we just had a hunt and peck typewriter and I put it on the bar and God said look up all the scriptures that says I will and I shall so I got the word in the concordance and I began to tell the devil who I was in Christ Jesus you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you you shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord I'm coming out of here with power I'm coming out of here with victory I didn't let go you know why I didn't let go Blanche because I had prophecies that was given to me by an old grandma that we used to go pray with 
And every time we would go to her house, the Spirit of the Lord would say the same thing. Highways and byways. All the highways and byways and you'll see. And you'll travel the highways and byways. Soul and souls and souls and souls you'll see. And I thought, God, how's this going to happen to me? I can't even drive to Walmart. I can't even go in Walmart. I have to get the car and get my Bible and run to the car and pray. How's this going to happen to me? I'd run to the car. I'd get the prescription. The doctor write the prescription. He'd say, you don't take medicine, you not get better. I said, doctor, I can't take the medicine. He said, why you not take medicine? I said, because I just can't take it. I said, the Lord won't let me take it. He said, you sound just like your mother. And that fired me up even more. Because I knew, I knew, I said, I knew that God was taking me somewhere. Not for myself, but for Him. Not for me, but for Him. And I began to hold on a little bit tighter, Davina. I began to cry a little bit louder. You know, the Bible said that the more that they cried out, Oh, thou son of David! Son of David. Oh, the more they cried, the more God moved towards their situation. The reason we don't get healed, we quit crying. We give up. We don't think there's an after that for us. Join myself tonight. I went to Walmart. I took the prescription in. I walked all the way over to the prescription counter. All of a sudden, I heard the voice of the Lord, Jaden. He said, don't you feel that? I said, what, God? I think I'm dying. He said, I said, don't you feel that? I turned around. I ran to my car. I opened up the Bible to Isaiah. Oh, I began to pray the will of God. I began to cry the will of God. Oh, take up thy stakes. Enlarge thy territory. Oh, more are for you than that are against you. I began to cry out. I kept praying, I kept seeking, I kept crying out. Because if the devil could have got me then, there would have never been an after that. I said, if the devil could have got me then, there would have never been an after that. Oh, brother, let me tell you tonight, if the devil could have got you then, when you were down and discouraged and depressed, and you went to my sister's office, she kept encouraging you. She kept saying, don't you give up. He was so down. He didn't think he could hold his head up. My sister would begin to pour in him. She said, why don't you go out to Ronnie Russell's? He didn't know about Pentecost. He didn't know if he could sit in the crowd with the Pentecostal. But I'm here to tell you there's an after that upon his life. Oh, I feel something in here tonight. Woo. After that, the Lord healed me. He came of 
God is a healer. He's a deliverer tonight. He set the captive free. He bind the brokenhearted. He healed all their wounds, Brenda. You can be laying at home in the bed with your head covered up and the pillows over your head because you just lost your husband. But God has told her, there's an after that. There's an after that. thankful for the souls that get saved on Sunday morning. I don't know about you, but I've been talking to Jesus, and Jesus said he's getting ready to pull, pull down some strongholds. Strongholds are getting ready to come down. Homosexuality is getting ready to come down. Drug addiction is getting ready to come down. Pornography is getting ready to come down. Lust is getting ready to come down. I don't care what the enemy tells you. The devil is a liar. Jesus is in this house tonight. Whatever you need, the Lord is here to hear you. God is ready to move in your life. Glory is getting ready to fall in this place tonight. The power of God is getting ready to move like never before. Lost souls are getting ready to come to church, Pastor Ronnie. All the people are getting ready to walk in here. Glory to God. Jesus is moving in this last day. There's an end time anointing getting ready to be poured out on the church of God. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. and after that see you got to lose the fear of the enemy and gain the fear of God we got to quit worrying about what the enemy is doing and start worrying about what God's doing start exalting his holy name because the enemy tried to steal Elijah's joy when COVID hit he got on fire for God I mean I'm talking on fire he went to the woods behind their house and he prayed. He had prophecies, Terry, with hands laid on him. You're going to be like a David. The oil's going to flow. He jumped, he shouted, he praised. He went out on the deck at night and Brandy got mad at him. At 12 o'clock at night, he was out praising God, wanting to go to the woods. But then the enemy came in and he got hurt playing football. See, there are people in this house tonight who are sitting here, you hurt. You've been hurt, you've got hurt. And the enemy wanted to destroy you through that hurt. I even, the Lord even showed me things that was going on with Elijah. And I began to pray. And I began to seek God. He came to my house one day and you've been such an influence to my two grandsons. I praise you. I bless you. I mean, they love you, Jade. You don't ever get discouraged. God's got a place. He's got a platform. You've got an anointing of God. And they love you. These kids love you. Don't you love him? Give him a hand clap. Let me tell you this. And Elijah got so discouraged, he had to have surgery. And he prayed for healing. And that healing didn't come. 
I've been there. It didn't come the way we wanted it to. And so the enemy used that. And he backed him in a corner. And I even felt, Pastor Ronnie, at one time that the enemy was trying to tempt him with alcohol. And it got on me so heavy. We come to my house one day after school or at lunch or something. I went over there and laid hands on him. And I said, Satan, you hear me good and you hear me right now. No alcohol will never touch this young man's lips. He has a call of God on him like Tommy Bates has. And you will not touch him. See, you need to stand up and take authority over your house and your children. And tell the enemy you ain't crossing this line. I knew he was battling. See, we got to get close to God. That we can feel one another's burdens. And feel like Jesus feels. That he was touched by the infirmities of our loved ones. And Elijah almost gave up. I don't know if you guys know that song, I Almost Let Go. But he kept me. And there was a battle raging. Can I tell you tonight, there's a battle raging. My God. Church, if we don't wake up, we're in trouble. Pastor Ronnie and I was discussing this before church. I'm not playing church. I'm not traveling for nothing. I'm not traveling for me. (laughs) But if I can touch one soul, if God will use me to touch one life, and I drew the line in the sand, and I said, you're not taking my grandson. Neither are you going to have his joy anymore. Do you understand me, devil? So, Pastor Ronnie... In the middle of the morning, sometime, I'm a, I'm a morning, mid-morning, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock texter. If you get a text from me, you'll know it's God. And I said, Elijah, God has given you your song back. Enemy wants your song. Because if he can steal your song, he can kill your joy. weekend was youth conference coming up and we went and on Thursday night when Pastor Melvin Sanchez was preaching Elijah got the Holy Ghost (laughs) what did happen to him it was that that he got it was the after that that kept that will keep him that will carry him through you know Ronnie Pastor Ronnie there is such an anointing in this house right now I'm telling you I feel like I could fly away I felt it since Sunday Rhonda when I was here and it's carrying on and I believe God is getting our city ready for what Willie Russell seen a few years before he died. He said there was a fire. He didn't even have this church then. He wasn't even out here then. But he said he was at the top of 3rd Street Hill and there was a fire at the top of that hill and it went rolling down that hill and everywhere, every few corner, there was a blaze. And you know what? I believe that was a church here and a church there and a church here and a church there. But at the end of 
the dream. This is what's so wonderful. It all came together. I don't know what your that is. I don't know what every one of your troubles is that's in this house tonight or what you've even carried. Whatever the battle's been, you know it. I don't know it, but you and God know it. But he said to come to tell you tonight, there's an after that. There's an after that. You'll sing again. I said you'll sing again. You'll shout again. And you'll worship again, Brenda. Sometimes in the middle of the night, two or three in the morning, I'm lifting you up before the Lord. God, I would to God that we would love one another. I would to God that we would care for one another. I would to God that that love would flow from breast to breast. I would to God that the church would cease their fighting. Talking about one another, gossiping about one another, backbiting one another. Do we really want to see revival? If I can't worship with you, I can't go to heaven with you. There's not going to be a big separated bunch of people up there. We're all going to be together. Tonight, I believe God sent me here to make you think about your after that. Jesus could have quit. I believe, Sister May May, that if Jesus would have sat down and said, You know, Lord, I did all that for them while I was there and they didn't receive me. You know, this is the hardest place to preach in your own city. Everybody knows you. The Bible said Jesus couldn't do no work in his own country. He had to go outside. It's the hardest place to preach is your own town. I hardly ever preach in our own city. I can go every, everywhere else and preach the house down. But when I think about coming to preach in my own city, I get knots in my throat. My hands start sweating. Mouth gets dry. Because you think everybody's thinking something about you. Maybe they are, maybe they ain't. But what if Jesus would have went over and said, You know, Father, I don't want to go back into that town. I want to go back over there where they talked about me, persecuted me, hung me, did all these evil things against me. And you want me to go back there? You ever been there? You want to go back there? No. He could have said, Just take me up right now. Just go ahead and take me to heaven. Everything I was supposed to do, I fulfilled. But God said, no, you got to go tell them about after that. <laughs> you got to go tell them in the cities and in the fields about the after that. What I did for you, what you seen, what you saw. Let them know that you're real. Walk through the wall. Hold Thomas's side. Put your hand in his side. After that. I want to encourage you tonight. There's an after that. There's an after that. There's an after that. You think you'll never get through the things that you're walking through. 
Jaden's almost graduating another year in nursing school and he'll be an RN. And I know the enemy fighting and warring in his mind. But Jaden, there's an after that. and after that <laughs> I want to make an altar tonight Pastor Ronnie will you come will you come Pastor and, and go ahead and finish that yes if you all knew who he was talking about tonight you would be praying very sincerely and I asked you to do that without knowing a name right now but there's an after that will you stand all over this house do you know that song? You don't know it? Hallelujah. I want to encourage you tonight. If you've been walking through something and you feel like you just can't make it, I want to tell you, hold on a little bit longer. Hero. And I don't have all the answers, but I still till the storm was over. It's not because I'm great. It's not because I'm good. It's not because I'm strong. I just held on till the storm was over. I don't know if a lot of you know him. Not everybody. <laughs> Maybe Jason. I just feel like you need to testify about the after that. No, I, I'm not one to talk anymore. But God yeah. has a place for you. Till the storm was over And I don't claim to be hero And I don't have all the answers Come on, but I have
knows Blanche. I didn't know if everybody knew Wade, but I know everybody knows Blanche. Blanche held on. When Derek was in prison and bound by drugs, and it didn't look like, did it? Sure didn't. But I knew God was going to move. When I didn't see it and I didn't feel it, but I held on. <laughs> And I thank God I did to stand and minister with my son every Monday and give back what to others what the enemy took from me. And to hear my son give his heart and his soul to those that are in addiction and incarcerated. It's worth every heartache and everything that I, every time I walked in those prisons and every time I walked through the jails and, and had to go and wonder if he was going to, where he was at at night, it's worth it to see where he's at today. To have, to, to, to be able to offer the hope yes. that God gave us. Yes. You know, it's not easy doing what we do. The hardest part is when you have to, you see them come and, and you think they're doing good and, and then they go out and they slip up. Oh, God. <laughs> there's been, for the last nine years, you know, there's been times where I just wanted to not walk back through those doors at better days and do what we do. But God says oh, you have to hold on because there's somebody's son and daughter yes. out there that needs to hear what you went through. And they got to hear what your son has walked through. And that's why we go through the hurts and the pains yes. and the walking in the jails and wondering why do I have to go through this, God? Yes. I gave you my life. I gave you my life and I laid those drugs down and I never thought I'd ever have to walk in, in the places I had to walk with my children. Yes. But I tell you what, I know that God is yes. faithful. He spared my son many a times when they laid him out on the street. Yes. And I thank God that he sent someone to him and brought him to, back to life so that he can be doing what he is today. He's a preaching machine. Yes. And I love him and yes. I praise God for all that he's done. Hallelujah. I held on to the storms of tonight if you're in this service and you say I've been holding on I've been holding on I ain't seen the answer yet the enemy's tried to kill me he's, he's put roadblocks in my way but I'm still holding on come Pastor Ronnie I want you to come tonight 
I want to pray for you. I'm asking them to stay up here to pray for you. I don't want you to give up. I preach this message tonight because I don't want you to give up. But I want you to hold on. I want you to know that there's an after that. Madison, isn't there an after that? You was going through high school. You didn't think you could make it. All the troubles, all the trials, all the things you had to walk through. Enemy would tell you, you never make it, you never stand. But there's an after that. After I got out of high school, I look back and I think, Lord, why did I battle all that? Because there's an after that tonight. I'm telling you, there's an anointing in here to carry you through. There's anointing in this house tonight to tell you there's an after that for you. There's an after the sickness. There's an after the defeat. There's an after the death. There's an after the battle. There's after all the things that you've walked through. These people are going to come forward. And I want some of you people that feel victorious to come up here behind them tonight. And we're going to pray that they're going to be encouraged. That they're going to leave here different than when they came. They're coming out of their seat tonight. Larry, would you want to help us pray? To pray for people, you and Sister Rhonda, elders in the faith, just make a line up here in the front. And we want to pray for you. We want to encourage you tonight that all the battle may seem heavy and it may seem hard to bear. But I come to tell you through the Spirit of the Lord, there's an after that. Come on, let's pray tonight. If you got a need in this house and you, you need an answer and you feel discouraged and you feel burdened down and you feel like you can't make it, I come to tell you there's an after that. The Holy Ghost and power will be upon you for healing, virtue. In the name of Jesus, be encouraged tonight. Come on. Everybody, Pastor Ron coming to you again. Thank you for joining us today. I pray that the word was a blessing to you. And today, before we say goodbye, I just want to encourage you. If you have not yet put your faith and trust in the Lord, that this would be a time that you would do so. I'd also say to you, if you're going through a very difficult or trying season, know this, God is faithful. He loves you. We love you. And we just say to you today that He is still able to do exceedingly abundantly what we could ever ask or think. So I speak blessings over you and your family. Thank you for joining us today.